With the primaries behind us, it's all about the general election. On the latest Union Strong podcast, we'll take a look at what's at stake, how the endorsement process works at the New York State AFL-CIO, and how union members are making their voices heard throughout the election season. For the New York State AFL-CIO, I'm Darcy Wells, and this is Union Strong. Late in the summer, hundreds of union members representing workers in the public sector, private sector, and building trades gathered for the 2022 New York State AFL-CIO's COPE Convention, which is the Committee on Political Education Convention. Welcome to the 2022 New York State AFL-CIO COPE Convention. My name is Mario Salento. I'm the president of the state AFL-CIO. It's held in New York City and under the leadership of New York State AFL-CIO President Mario Salento. Today is about politics. Today is about supporting candidates who share our values and our principles and our ideals. It's to help us pass legislation just like we had up on the screen. That's the reason we're involved in politics. No other reason. But the endorsement process actually starts way before that. I think the labor movement can be proud that in New York State we have one of the most small D democratic processes for endorsements. It starts and ends with members. Ryan Delgado is the political director at the New York State AFL-CIO and also our chief of staff. We have members that interview and screen candidates uh, to make recommendations to our uh, our board and ultimately to the, to the delegates that convene at that convention. And they're the ones that vote on our endorsements. We have active involvement of rank-and-file members who are really ultimately the ones that are making the decision on who's best going to represent them in office. The members interviewing and screening candidates are doing that work through our area labor federations and central labor councils, which are made up of union members from local affiliates all across the state. Jen Puja is the executive director of one of those labor bodies in the Westchester Putnam region. There's so much of that grassroots effort that comes out of our area labor federations and central labor councils. And some people may not even realize how many layers there are to it. And so, uh, for instance, on a local level, we each have our own questionnaires that go out. When they come back, we then schedule interviews. Our PAC committees vote, our exec boards vote, and ultimately our delegates vote for a positive endorsement in a particular local race. When it comes to um, congressional, Senate, and assembly, that same process we would follow using the state fed questionnaire, and then um, it would be a recommendation, not a direct endorsement. Okay, we are going to begin now with our first real order of business, and that is going to be the discussion on congressional endorsements. So I'd ask everyone to um, get those green sheets, I believe, in front of you. The actual endorsement happens on the floor at the COPE convention, and getting there this year was a bit of a winding road. So let's talk a little bit about just kind of the landscape, the election landscape for this year uh, because of redistricting. So it's a little bit different, and it was complicated. It was complicated uh, beginning and with the primaries. Set that up for us a little bit. Yeah, this year is a midterm election year, which are generally very busy for us anyway just because of the number of people that are up for off uh, election. But this year was even more crazy for a number of reasons. Every 10 years, there's a census. And based on the census, we redistrict uh, for state legislature and all the way down to local races as well. What that means is we redraw the lines to ensure that there's uh, an equal number of uh, voters living in each district. Um, This year, there was several court cases, which put the whole thing into flux. Um, We had... uh, 
changes in our primaries. We wound up having to have two different primaries this year, one in June for statewide elections and uh, for assembly races. And then the judge ordered a a separate election in August for the Senate and Congress uh, because those lines in the Senate and congressional races were tossed out uh, by the judge and they were drawn by a special master. This year we were actually supposed to have, for the first time in New York, lines drawn by an independent redistricting commission. Uh, the Independent Redistricting Commission was, wasn't able to meet its duty, uh, and that's why we had the lines tossed out. And so for some people, that can be confusing, right? Because they could end up being in the voting booth and for the first time maybe being aware that their representative has changed. They might not even recognize the name. Yeah, I'm a perfect example. I'm voting for a different person for Senate this year than has represented me in the past. And, you know, for the draft lines came out. People thought they were going to be voting for one person. Then the judge tossed lines out. Now they're voting maybe for a second person. So there's a lot of confusion out there, which is really why, as a union, we have to do a good job in educating our members on both the issues and also who who they'll be voting for this year. Do you feel like it's really just that much more important this year because of that, educating and engaging members? And how are we doing that? Absolutely. You know, one of the things, we have 2.5 million members. We hear our president talk about that a lot. We have 2.5 million members in this state. We have 3,000 local unions. We represent 24% of the workforce, twice the national average. Twice the national average. What that means is that in every town, village, fire district across the state, we have members that live there. So that gives us an opportunity to talk to our members and make sure they know about the important issues and the candidates. And we do that by knocking on doors. We make phone calls. We have conversations with our coworkers at the work site. Uh, We're able to use that uh, diversity, uh, the sheer number of members, to really spread our message and make sure that folks know about why the unions have taken a position on a particular race and what they need to do on Election Day. One of the more recent examples of the Union Strong vote came from the extraordinary defeat of the Constitutional Convention ballot proposal in 2017. What does that tell us about our ability to get out the vote? When we started that, six months prior to election, polls showed that we were down 30-70. By the time we got to election day, we won 83-17, which is just a, a monumental achievement. And it didn't happen by accident. We had members all across the state doing exactly what we talked about earlier, getting out and educating each other and making sure folks got out to vote. Um, we also boiled it down to the issues that were important to workers. This was, it was a little clearer here because it wasn't a candidate on the ballot. It was this, this constitutional convention. But it all came down to public sector. There were pension protections that are in our constitution. For the building construction trades, there's prevailing wages in our state constitution. And we're one of the few states that actually have um, the right to organize enshrined in our constitution. So for every worker, there was something that was important to them in their pocketbook and their family's well-being. And that's the message we got out to our members, uh, and it it paid off. Pushing against the no con con, you know, that was probably my, I've been with our labor council 15 years. That was the largest push that was non-political that, well, some could argue it was political, but, you know, that I saw labor really come together on public and private sector. There was, we pushed so hard for no constitutional convention, and we, we really, really worked at it. And no matter what other lobbyists and other special interest groups did, labor came out on top with force. And for something that doesn't come around till every 20 years, it makes a difference. 
That same push is what is happening right now during this election season. So let's talk about what people are actually voting on when they're going into the voting booth. Sure. And I think it's important for voters, for union members that they go out there, they should realize that they're actually voting for themselves when they make their selection of the ballot. They're voting for the issues that matter to them. And those candidates that they're voting for are just the way that we get there. Um, so you talk about congressional level. We have uh, several races up this year. We have both our senior senator, Chuck Schumer, is on the ballot for re-election, who we've re-endorsed. Coming from the back of this room, let's hear it for Chuck. No sleep till. And then we have 26 congressional races that are up for a, a election this year. And why does this matter? I mean, we look at some of the things that have happened in the last couple of years, like the Infrastructure and Jobs Act, where we're putting billions of dollars to work to both improve our infrastructure, but to create good union jobs in the process. We just had the Inflation Reduction Act, where we're delivering real relief to people when they need it most, lowering prescription drug prices, uh, making sure that we have cl cheaper, clean energy. And again, all of that is, in the, is to create jobs and to make sure that we deliver relief to hardworking New Yorkers. That doesn't happen unless we have the right people in office. If we pivot then to look at the state level issues, we have the governor who's up for election for a full term. We have our state controller, our attorney general. We have 150 races for assembly. We have 63 New York state senators that are all on the ballot this year. And that's critical. We look at some of the things that we've accomplished the last two years as well on the state level. We have the HERO Act to make sure that there are protections during the pandemic for our essential workers. Um, we take a look at wage theft prevention, which was another issue that was addressed in the last two years. Safe staffing in our, our hospitals and nursing homes. Those things don't get done unless the right people are in office. And then this year, of course, we also have uh, want people to know to flip over their ballot for the Environmental Bond Act, and labor is behind that. Tell us why. It's the Clean Water, Clean Air, Green Jobs Environmental Bond Act, uh, and it's critically important. We have $4.2 billion that would be authorized if the bill, uh, if the Bond Act is passed, and it will ensure that we have project, important projects like uh, water quality projects, habitat restoration. Um, you know, but most importantly, we were able to secure protections for our workforce in the Bond Act. So that means that we can note, rest assured that we'll have prevailing wage and PLAs on the building and construction side. We know that we'll have labor peace agreements that will be required, um, and we'll have Buy American provisions to make sure that the public's dollars are being spent on uh, American-made good products and services. And so finally, what's your message to union members to um, get them to vote, to spread the word about union-backed candidates? How do you? What's your message to them? Jen, let me start with you. I think at a time when there's so much uncertainty. I mean, we see this year with redistricting and all the different primary days, and there's so much happening. That's not a reason to shy away. That's all the more reason to get out and vote, to get family and friends out and vote. And it goes back to that concerted effort to know that if we are backing candidates, if labor is backing the candidates, they're being vetted. We're not just randomly picking people. Um, we're doing the hard work so that they, our members can go make those decisions um, and, and really drive it home and know that what they need is going to be something that, that um, we have vetted these candidates to either promise to or work with us on. And so I think in the next few weeks, 
we can't tire out. We have to get out. We have to get that message across and don't take it for granted. Oh, oh, that's, you know, that's not really a big race or, oh, that may not be so controversial because it's until we lose a seat that we really don't appreciate that. And we need to, you know, hold tight to everything we've earned this far and, and push for. Ryan, final thoughts? Just get out and vote. Uh, we have early voting in the state that starts October 29th and runs through November 6th. And if you don't vote early, make sure you get out on Election Day and vote November 8th. But beyond that, talk to your family, talk to your friends, make sure they get out and vote, make sure they know what's at stake. And if there's a labor walk in your area, we talked about Jen Puja and our ALFs and CLCs we partner with across the state. They're helping put together phone banks, labor walks, uh, worksite flyers if you need those. You know, please get involved and talk to your members. If candidates share our values, they get our endorsement. If they don't, good luck to them. They're going to have to do it with our support, without it. Today, we decide who's earned. Let me just say this again. Who's earned our support? That's what today is about. Today, we begin to make our voices heard on the 2022 election season. And today, we show everyone outside of this hall that we are union strong. Joining me now on the podcast is our communications and campaign coordinator, Liz Sutton. Hi, Liz. Hi, Darcy. So there's a lot of information we have available for people to help guide them through this process, when to vote, who we'd like them to vote for. Talk to me a little bit about that. Where is that information? Sure. Everything is on our website on one page. It's our politics page, nysaflcio.org slash politics. So um, we've got some important dates on there, like the voter registration deadline, which is uh, October 14th. So you've got to register at the DMV before then. So we've We've got that uh, link on there. Um, election day, of course, is November 8th. Early voting is October 29th through November 6th. So that information is up on the website. Also, we've got the um, Board of Elections um, voter lookup tool on there. So that's a helpful link. Um, we've got our endorsements there. So, you know, like Ryan talked about our process, we've done a lot of work to make sure that these uh, candidates that we're recommending are the best for working New Yorkers. So um, we've got that list there. And we've also got events up on our website. So um, campaign walks and um, door knocking, rallies. We've got a list up on our website at the bottom of that politics page. So we're going to have that linked in our show notes. A great resource. And Jen talked about that a little bit, too, the importance of being involved, as did Ryan. And, you know, if somebody is considering it, we would strongly encourage them to do that, right? There's a lot of energy out there at these events when you can actually mm -hmm. meet the candidate and then also participating and going door to door. So that's all available, listed on on where, who, what, and when, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just personally, I've knocked a lot of doors and I've made a lot of phone calls. And it is really rewarding because, um, you know, to see the candidates that are going to fight for me get elected and to know that I help them get there, it's a really powerful thing. And um, I think that um, when people get involved, that they'll find it really rewarding. And we just re remind people one other thing, too, with the Environmental Bond Act, they mm -hmm. do have to flip over the ballot in order to, to make that uh, vote count. And, of course, we're encouraging a yes vote. Yes, it's really important. Be sure to flip over that ballot and vote yes on Proposition 1. All right, great. Thanks, Liz. Thanks, Darcy. This has been a production of the New York State AFL-CIO. Our president is Mario Salento. Our secretary-treasurer is Terry Melvin. We're a federation of 3,000 unions representing 2.5 million union members, retirees, and their families with one goal, to raise the standard of living and quality of life of all working people. 
We keep New York State Union strong by fighting for better wages, better benefits, and better working conditions. For more information on the labor movement in New York, visit nysaflcio.org. Until next time, stay union and stay strong.